Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Magnificent 7 and chip stocks pumped the markets again this week as S&P and Dow both hit all-time highs. Today is January 20th, and you're listening to the Arbitrage Trade Weekend News. I'm your host, Darren Harper, bringing you three things you need to know for this weekend, three interviews, which include sounds for better sleep, a crypto token reserve currency, yeah, sure, and financial deep dive with Daniel. It finally happened, Bitcoin through ETFs. Then there's a bonus blog called, What Do You Know About CBO? Also check out our winner and loser this week in the market. The 10 years back over four to $4.13. WTI crude rose to mid 73s. Here's three things. The Dow and S&P both hit record highs after a big Magnificent 7 and chipmaker pump. This could be dangerous as those seven stocks account for about 30% weighting and could be the first ones to go down if things escalate anywhere. In his second criminal case, the first one was dropped. Alec Baldwin has been indicted on manslaughter charges over his shooting of Helena Hutchins while filming on the set of the movie Rust. He could also be charged with involuntary manslaughter, both which carry fourth-degree felonies. And the third thing is the bigs for next week. It's another minor Monday, unless something happens this weekend. Tuesday, no big economic releases. Wednesday, S&P Global Services PMI, Bank of China interest rate decision, U.S. crude oil inventory. Thursday's the big day. Eurozone deposit facility rate for January, Eurozone interest rate, and Eurozone press conference. There's the U.S. core durable goods orders and the big one, U.S. GDP, and also the U.S. new home sales. Friday, U.S. core PCE. Trade while you sleep and across time zones with Arbitrage Trade Assist. Sign up today at arbitragetrade.com. Arbitrage Trade is your trusted source for business, finance, and tech info. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Hi, Caroline. Welcome back. Burr, it's cold outside. Oh my goodness, it's freezing. Yeah, seven degrees uh, here currently. So by the time, hopefully it's warmed up by the time uh, our users hear all this. So, hopefully. Yeah. Maybe we'll so, fall out. Yeah. While we're throwing out, what are we going to talk about today? 
sleep and how to maybe get better sleep. Oh, so hibernating. I like it. Sleep. Yes. Yes. Right. With all the snow on the ground, let's sleep in. What can let, we do? What can we do to sleep better? Sure. Well, what are so, some pointers? So you have kids. I've got a kid. Yes. And one of the biggest things that I remember hearing when I was pregnant was get a white noise machine. Get a sound machine for the baby's room. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. So there's actually studies on how and why the sound machine can help you sleep better. Oh, wow. So our brains are always working, even while we're sleeping. Like, that's just part of evolution, right? Like, yes. you know, you need For to sure. be woken up if a predator is coming to get you. Well, yes. it's not so much the noise that wakes us up, but it's a sudden change in the noise. Ah. So it might be, you know, the train that goes by, the train itself might not be too loud. But if it was dead quiet before, then all of a sudden hearing the train yes, hearing might that wake whistle. you up. Yep. Right, right. <laughs> you know, we, we have trains nearby. So um, so having the sound machine kind of keeps the noise, general noise level up a little bit so that a yeah. change in noise isn't as drastic. Oh, nice. So do they have a, uh, a preference, I guess, in the type of noise, like white noise, pink noise, brown noise? Right. So that's something I talked about. I, I knew that there were other types of noise, but I was like, you know, I'm a math person. What do you mean the color of noise? Right. Like that just sounds weird to me. So um, actually, an audiologist, um, Dr. Melissa Hesch, said that in audio engineering, sound is described actually as a whole rainbow of colors with its different properties. Oh, wow. Um, they use the colors to describe frequency, intensity, and variation within it. So the white noise that we're all probably most used to is kind of like a static on a radio or television. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, or like a, right, right. And so that's the white noise. Brown noise is... Um, has stronger lower frequencies so has more bass and less static maybe more like um like heavy rainfall or waves crashing on the shore you know how that has a little oh, yeah. bit lower tone i love that noise yeah i know that that's my favorite i didn't know it was called brown noise but brown noise is my favorite i have learned yes um and actually um, a 2017 study reported that employees in their workplace, if they had uh, earphones and listened to brown noise, employees said that they were better able to concentrate and perform tasks. I believe that. I actually believe that because yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah. the only thing that actually can turn my brain off. Like when I can't sleep, turn mm -hmm. it on three minutes later, I'm gone. <laughs> good to know. Well, if neither of those sounds good to you, maybe pink noise. No, those no, headaches. Pink noise is kind of a mix of white yeah. and brown noise. My uh -huh. brain at least tries to split it out. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, and there are plenty of different sound machines and even apps for your phone where you can try it out without paying, you know, some sound machines get pretty pricey. We have a cheap little $20 one, you know, but some can get yeah. pricey. So, you know, try apps and see what type sound you like before you spend money on an expensive sound machine. Yeah. This has sounded very, very fun. All right. Pun yeah. intended. Sorry. <laughs> well, if you like what you've heard, uh, go to arbitragetrade.com slash blog to read more about it. Thank you again, Caroline, for having us, and uh, we will see you next time. And have a good night's sleep. Teen depression. A lot of kids are dealing with it today. So what's behind it? Well, there's the question. Are they depressed because they have bad grades? 
Or do they have bad grades because they're depressed? A relationship goes bad. Getting bullied. Maybe there's more than one reason. Maybe there's no reason at all. Whatever's behind it, teen depression can be overwhelming and isolating. But it doesn't have to stay that way. If you're feeling off your game right now, it's time to jumpstart your comeback. Time to take charge and take the first step. Visit yourlifeyourvoice.org. You have the strength to turn things around. Make your move. Hi, uh, Darren. Welcome. Let's talk about some cryptocurrency replacing the good old American dollar. Don't talk about that. Are, are we going to talk about that? I, I think so. At least they, they're talking about it. They're even talking about a dollar recall, and they're talking about, you know, hey, we even have a Bitcoin ETF now. Oh, are they gonna, they're going to knock on your door and ask for all your dollars? Yes, give me all of your dollars instead of just converting it and giving me a card like an EBT or, you know, everything yeah. else. Yeah, we'll right? reward you, of course, on the Here front you end. Go. <laughs> hey, give you incentive to give up all your money. Yep, cryptocurrency food stamps. I like it. Yes. But, but seriously, but seriously, um, I heard that basically with Bitcoin reaching the end of its half-life, which means basically I think every May or June it basically halves until all of it's distributed. I think 2025 is the last time that's going to happen. That means at that point, all of the Bitcoin, Bitcoin will be mined. So what happens next? What's next on the, on, on the ledger? Are we going to try to replace uh, the dollar with Bitcoin? Did I just um, walk in into a uh, uh, what they're talking about in Davos this weekend? What's going on in Davos? Ah, uh, you know they're having the big uh, World Economic Forum meeting, and and I know that uh, they're in 2020. They actually talked about it, and it was the beginning of it, and it was oh, the beginning nice. of the it was the beginning of the Digital Currency Governance Consortium, or DCGC. Oh wow! And so that's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not the nightclub you go hear music uh, it's it's and so you can put it together I, when i say this i sound like eminem but the uh dcgc talking about the cbdc how about that <laughs> all right where's well, the beat where's the beat you know, Royce? where's george and wheezy <laughs> now you go into jefferson world <laughs> jefferson's all right oh, i'm so sorry Anyway, this year they're talking about it, but they're talking about the regulations of it. So it's almost like it's going to uh, happen. So we just need to talk about how to regulate it. Yeah. Regulation is key. If you don't regulate it, then basically people, it's the wild west and it's a new frontier because it's completely uncharted territory and people do all kinds of stuff when it's uncharted, like monetary manipulation. Ooh, never. That, that never happens, right? <laughs> Never. <laughs> and how do you control gdp if all of the currency is your own it's like yeah. who's coming in the country and out of the country yeah that's really hard so they're they're asking a lot of the tough questions so hopefully um they're, they're able to answer that while they're there well definitely and and i don't know if we can rely on on them to answer it we're gonna have to answer it within our own country of course and and how it's going to affect the u.s not just the whole world in general and some of the and some of the comments, of course, on the other side, the flip side, who do not want this to happen, or they're worried about 
Will everything be easier to track for taxes and eventually threaten liberties in the U.S. and digital IDs and yeah. social credit scores? Taxes? Would there be taxes? Would those just go to gas fees and they call it done? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, another thing is the banks. The banks get fees, of course, for yeah. transaction fees. Yeah. So like and, who's ever regulating the transaction probably gets their cut. Like a credit card company gets a little bit of the interest. Every time you make a transaction, I can 100%. definitely see where gas fees could take a major uh, front seat and how banks collect their money. Yeah, because there's talk now that that's one of the uh, benefits, of course, is that the fees will go down. I don't Bro, understand that. Do that. Right. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> and so the banks will collect less off the fees and just give all the power to the central banks and not to the, you know, your, your regular banks. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of us don't know, I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody knows at this point. But if if you guys want to read more about this, go to our blog at www.arbitragetrade.com slash blog, and you'll see out there, you'll see a nice title, a crypto token reserve currency. Yeah, sure. Let's see. Yeah, if that sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Darren, so much uh, for being here. And... Try to stay warm. It's kind of cold out there. Burr, yes. See you later. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Darren, and this is Financial Deep Dive with Daniel Hopwood. Uh, welcome to the show, Daniel. How are you doing, Darren? Hey, I'm great. Trying to unthaw, un, uh, I think, from all the uh, snow and ice we've had, uh, like a lot of the country right now. Um, today's topic is spot Bitcoin ETF approvals. 
And in bold letters, I guess we could say it finally happened. And, you know, in your blog, I just detected a sense of excitement. So can you tell us first, what is the spot in spot Bitcoin? Yes. So, you know, much like the gold ETF, it actually holds, you know, technically, if you own the ETF, you hold Bitcoin and it trades at the exact price that Bitcoin is trading at. So, you know, if you were to go on, you know, Coinbase or Binance and see the price of Bitcoin, it's trading at that. It's not a futures instrument. It's not a derivative. It is, you know, trading in the Bitcoin market. Okay. So that would explain uh, some of the the uh, downward movement, I guess, lately. Uh, as Bitcoin went down, so did the ETFs. Uh, we'll have to see, I think, and that's what I hear some analysts say, is we'll have to see in the future if it actually stays that way, if it moves the same way that Bitcoin does. That'll be interesting to watch. Well, you know, historically, anytime a new Bitcoin instrument comes out, so, you know, in the past it's been futures or some kind of derivative product, it's always been a buy the news, sell the event situation. So right. it is no surprise, you know, historically anyway, that, you know, it ran up to it. And, you know, we might see a couple months, maybe just a month of downward movement in Bitcoin. Gotcha. Gotcha. So many people, probably older, <laughs> won't touch it because they don't understand it. And uh, it seems that Bitcoin and Ethereum are given the most credit of all the crypto world, if if I can call it that, uh, especially after the uh, the FTX and Binance fias fiasco. So, uh, want to expand on that for me? Yeah. So you know, a lot of the older generation, I've seen it come and go, and you know, I can you know think about my dad. I, I could never really get him to get any, but as it became more developed. You know, he was interested, but, you know, then you hear the Charlie Mungers of the world on TV talking about how it's fraud, Jamie Diamond, you know, kind of not believing in it, even though JP Morgan has one of the largest crypto arms of all the institutional banks. <laughs> right. You know, I think with this Bitcoin ETF, it makes the, you know, money managers who manage a lot of these different portfolios have a much easier way to get Bitcoin into some of these portfolios for people that are interested. Now, you know, with the start of this, of course, there's only kind of awareness, awareness and of course, some degree of acceptance. But now all these people who have kind of been, you know, putting it off and like, ah, it's, you know, fraud, whatever, are going to have to get trained up on it to, you know, push another product into portfolios when it comes to the institutional side. Right. So education leading to the adoption uh, from more people and maybe a widening age group as well. Um, do you feel there's any truth, though, to to a connection between crime and crypto? You know, I think maybe once upon a time, but with, you know, I think we've seen the FBI and other such intelligence agencies use different softwares to track a lot of criminal activity and some of the biggest you know thefts that have happened in the crypto world have actually been recovered so you know in my mind if you're going to commit crime even though you know this is not financial advice or crime advice like use cash 
<laughs> we yeah, have to start another one. If we're giving crime use, advice, <laughs> start another I, channel. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't use it. I wouldn't use crypto. I would I would use cash. You know, the government can't track track cash, and that's why they want a digital dollar. Because yeah, they'll really so be able to I, see everything you do. We could do a whole other blog on that and where that could lead. Um, so the next, uh, what they call the halvening. Uh, in Bitcoin is due to happen around tax day. At least that's usually when it is, I mm -hmm. think. And uh, you want to explain what that is and the significance uh, of that. Yeah. So when the halvening happens, it's the amount of Bitcoin a miner receives for solving the blockchain problem to make another note in the Bitcoin ledger. So essentially they process the transaction they make record of what's happened and then they get a fee of Bitcoin for building that block on the blockchain. And so when the happening happens, it is when let's say this is not the number, but they get one Bitcoin for transactions solved, they'll now get half of a Bitcoin. And so, you know, it's much, much lower than that. But every time that happens, we see a couple months after another large ramp up of the price of Bitcoin. Because essentially, even though there is a fixed amount of Bitcoin, it's becoming more scarce and harder to produce. So it becomes worth more to have some, which may or may not enable the cycle of in which, you know, people are starting to look at it more and put a portfolio as the price is down and it starts to rise again. Okay. Okay. So going back to these specific uh, spot ETFs, um, would you say that maybe the reason the big guys are jumping in now, um, with a smile possibly on their face now, or at least a visible <laughs> smile <laughs> is to get control. And because generally ETFs to me seem to be, if we need to get control, something, a control of something, we'll just throw an ETF or a thousand out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, um, it's a few things that, you know, the realization that, you know, the technology is relevant and people want it. And I think, you know, it's survived long enough. And after Grayscale won their lawsuit against the SEC, it was just kind of apparent that, you know, things are, these things are going to be around. And I think there's a large sediment with financial advisors that they're not very good and that, you know, they don't provide a lot of value. And I think the interesting thing that we're seeing is the largest wealth transfer in history from the baby boomers that will transfer their wealth when they pass away to, you know, millennials, Gen X, whatever it may be. Um, those people who inherit the money are going to want something a little different. And, you know, a lot of those generations are much more knowledgeable of things like cryptocurrencies. And I think, you know, by approving these ETFs, making it part of a portfolio, they'll be able to retain some more customers. And so, you know, I think it's, it, it's, it's a part of a larger thing and, you know, they're, they're happy to do it with this or whatever the next, you know, thing is to make a little extra fee and keep some money around. I th yeah. I think that is, uh, <laughs> that's the real key there is that, you know, if the people will trade it, the funds want to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I think they've woken up to that and said, hey, look, if even if we don't like it, our people want it. And uh, if they want to trade it, then we're going to supply the means for them to do so. Mm -hmm. um, 
Does that sound right to you or? Yeah. And you know, like you were saying, it definitely, by being in, in an ETF, it gives them a little bit of control. And I think something that's, you know, just kind of a interesting food for thought is that when we went off the Bretton Woods system of, you know, the dollar was backed by gold. And then, you know, the US government kind of said like, hey, if you have gold, like the government gets to legally claim it and take it from you. This is the inverse of that. So now yeah. for the first time, they're like, all right, there's a product where it's essentially money and we don't control it. Like whoever holds it controls it. So, you know, I think I think that's really interesting as well because it's, you know, the banks want to control it, but it's also the government saying like, all right, like I guess there is this legitimate other currency that nobody controls. You know, a lot of us old guys, uh, you know, don't know as much as you whippersnappers in this area. So uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun to watch everybody try to figure this out. You got anything else you want to throw out there, Daniel? I still don't think it's too late for anybody that hasn't gotten into Bitcoin. Not financial advice. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Daniel. You as well, Darren. Catch you next week. During high school, I hung with the wrong crowd and I never graduated. I helped Santiago in many different ways, like all fathers do, because he always wanted to go to college. I felt a little embarrassed to come back to school, but eventually, once I came here, I knew that it's for a bigger goal. He was very dedicated, hardworking. He connected with his teachers. He connected with other students. That was one of the key reasons why he was able to keep forging ahead. It was amazing to see him graduate. This was one thing that meant so much to him, and of course, it meant so much to us, too. With the help of my father and having my son, that was all the motivation that I needed. That support is everything. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. What do you know about CBO? As we watch Congress push the budget down the road one more time, I felt it may be a good time to talk about the CBO. What is that? Well, listen on. Imagine navigating a labyrinth of financial projections, complex economic models, and mountains of data, all to make informed decisions about the nation's purse strings. This is the daily reality for the Congressional Budget Office, or CBO. An independent nonpartisan agency established in 1975 to be the eyes and ears of Congress on matters of federal budget. The CBO's mission is crystal clear to provide objective, impartial analysis and information to support the congressional budget process. This translates to a diverse range of tasks, from estimating the cost of proposed legislation to crafting long-term economic and budgetary projections. Think of them as the ultimate financial detectives, sifting through mountains of numbers to uncover the potential impact of any policy on the federal deficit and national debt. Why is CBO so crucial? Well, in a world of partisan politics, where numbers can be easily twisted and agendas clash, the CBO stands as a neutral arbiter. Its independent analysis, based solely on professional expertise, helps ensure that Congress makes informed decisions with a clear understanding of the financial implications. This transparency fosters responsible budgeting and allows lawmakers to engage in constructive debate, ultimately leading to sound fiscal policies for the nation. The next time you hear the federal budget, Remember the CBO, the silent guardians of the nation's financial future.
working tirelessly to ensure that every dollar is spent wisely and every decision is grounded in reliable, objective data. They may not be in the spotlight, but their work is the invisible backbone of responsible fiscal governance, safeguarding the economic well-being of generations to come. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, ride your bike. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, smile big and bright. Your kids, just like me, are happy every day. Shriners Hospitals for Children is able to make an everyday miracle happen for kids like me. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, take a shot. Because of you, we are happy and we know it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Go to lowestrenders.org right away. Our winner and loser this week in the stock market. The loser is Hut 8 Corp. That's H-U-T. It operates as a Bitcoin miner that focuses on mining. It provides digital asset mining, hosting, and managed infrastructure operation services. It's headquartered in Miami, Florida, they took out an additional 15 million loan from Coinbase last Friday. The downturn started. This along with the general downturn of Bitcoin after the announcement of approved spot Bitcoin ETFs. Tuesday it started around $9.70, then dropped down to a low of $6.19 Friday. That's about a 35% drop. Well, how about the winner? Our choice is Kamen Corporation, that's K-A-M-N, and it operates in the aerospace, defense, medical, and industrial markets. The company operates through three segments, the engineered products, precision products, and structure segments. It's headquartered in Connecticut. Tuesday, KAMN started the shorter week at $22.78 and basically stayed there all week up until Friday when it doubled pre-market. Why? Because it agreed to be taken private by Arcline Investment Management for $1.8 billion or $46 a share. Yep, that'll do it. Trade while you're sleeping across time zones with Arbitrage Trade Assist. Sign up today at arbitragetrade.com. Arbitrage Trade is your trusted source for business, finance, and tech info. Thank you for joining us today for another edition of Arbitrage Weekend News. Log into arbitragetrade.com to read our wide variety of blogs and educate yourself on Trade Assist and Forex trading, or even how to make passive money with our Trade Assist affiliate marketer program. You can also get to know our cute little AI bot, Pips. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is a privately held research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the contents of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to function as investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC, please visit arbitragetrade.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 